This is a tripod broadcast. Well, let's start recording, so... We just did. Okay, cool. I think this is a key show to listen to because it's... It's it's uh, it's all about emotional masturbation. <laughs> Journalistic integrity. It encapsulates everything that we're about. And I'm sorry. Now, <laughs> give that some thought. Yeah. With Addison... I can't be mad at you. You got a haircut. And Matt. I would recommend that you stop listening right now. <laughs> Open Line Friday, everybody. Open Line Friday, where the lines are open, and it is Friday. Oh, man. We've got raids, raids, raids on Mar-a-Lago. We've got vaccine injuries going through the roof. We've got China about to start World War III. (laughs) It's been a while since we did Open Line Friday. Yet here we are again. The lines are open, and it is, in fact, Friday. Oh, man. But we got a couple of people in here. Anybody want to say anything, or just want to lurk and let me rant? And my mom's on. Hey, you should be good. Go ahead. Hello. Open line Friday. Okay, well, I guess I'll listen to the replay because I can't hear you. <laughs> Weird. Weird. I'm uh, feeding back uh, for some reason. Back. Quite a bit from your, Quite a bit from your phone. phone. Aaron, can you hear me or are you busy? Can you hear me or are you busy? Uh, get him in here. Hey, what's up? Hey, what's up? I, I can hear you. I can hear your mom, too. There is feedback though. Yeah, it's it's bouncing yeah, off your bouncing. your phone for some reason, Mom. Do you have it on? Uh, Do you have it on? Uh, set it to where it's push to talk instead of just on all the time. On all the time. Might be able to tap the button. Oh yeah, there the feedback's gone. But anyways, what are you up to, Aaron? Are you done door dashing for the evening? Or are you still doing it? No. Oh well. 
<laughs> I think I'm wrapped up and headed home. Yeah. One of these times I need to order some. What's that? Pretty good night. It was popping. Nice. Yeah, all a bunch of lazy people that want to get their food delivered to their door instead of making it themselves. Right. I tell you what, even with that discussion well, earlier, you know, just independent of what you cook at home, any of it's better than DoorDash financially. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. You pay such a premium to have that stuff show up. Yep. And then we have to look people like you in the eye. <laughs> you know, that's, it's so it's interesting to me because so many people that I deliver to, uh, you know, you, I guess you have the option when you order, you can, you can have it just left at your door or you can have it handed to you. And most people just choose to have it left at their door. Yeah. Um, which I guess is easiest. And, but I'm kind of wondering if people just don't want the personal interaction of it. I think and that- a lot of people that I actually hand it to, they, they give you a, like, they almost like, they look like suspicious of you or like very unfriendly. The, the people that are actually like, Oh, Hey, thanks. You know, appreciate it. Are few it's and far between the minority of people. Really? Yeah. Interesting. I mean, I'm always cordial and nice if I've ever, I mean, I, I really try not to do it anymore. It's been several months since I have, but I try and, you know, at least say hi or whatever. But a lot of times I do choose that, leave it at the door because I'm like, I just, I don't want to see a person. I don't want to have to talk to yeah. them. Well, I mean, it's understandable. And it's easier for the dasher, too, to just take the picture and leave it be on their way. So I I don't mind that. But if I am handing it to you, either because you asked or just because it happened that way, you know, give me a smile and a thanks, at least. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so they make you take a picture now, just like Amazon? Is that how you... Yeah, if you leave it at the door, you uh, you have you take a picture of where you left it and uh yeah and you kind of have to either you either you hand it to him directly or if you leave it at the door you have to take a picture interesting hmm. so I, I sometimes i think you know what uh, like if it's a like if it's a low tip or a no tip order i thought what if i take a picture of it at the door and then just take the food and leave <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah like screw you yeah, screw you. I got paid and you don't get anything. <laughs> right. Well, they just contact DoorDash. I would never do that. Yep. I would never do that, Mrs. Dodd. I, I, <laughs> of course not. Of I'm course a wholesome not. person. I'm listening to you. <laughs> Your son might do that, but I wouldn't do that. I would never. I would never. I would do the, I would do the DoorDash thing, though. Uh-uh. I don't know. Maybe I should look into it and do, because like I said, you only do nights, but days, and especially around where I live, man, I'm sure that just goes nuts. I think you you do pretty well if you're able to do it over lunchtime, especially with stuff that's in the valley there, or you know, even go up to, well, all those businesses in Chesterfield coming down Highway 40. You know, I bet I bet you could do pretty good. Yeah, because they're all too busy. Busy working on a system, building a system that is ultimately there. Working in the system. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, 
No, man, I was thinking about that today, actually, speaking of the B system. Um, my wife, uh, I got the mail today, and in it was a Venmo um, debit card for my wife. And I was reading it and all this. And there's all these terms on there. Um, and one, the one that stuck out to me was, I guess Venmo has offers now where, you know, you can add it to your card or whatever and get, you know, 5% off at the at Hardee's and whatever else. And what's funny and what I noticed through the, as I was looking at the fine print, I was just sitting there eating dinner and kind of reading it, is that service, the Venmo offers or whatever it's called in the app or whatever, is provided by Doge which was another one of these offers. Um, it's been around for a long time. I used to have it. I, I deleted my account when I was trying to reduce, reduce my digital footprint. But it's one of these things where you attach your debit card to it. And if they see that you went to Walmart, you'll get, you know, 1% cash back. And if they see you went to, you know, uh, Dick's Sporting Goods, you'll get, you know, three or five or, or whatever percent they've worked out with them. And the the reason that I deleted it, I've I've got you know a couple of deposits from them, just cash, straight cash. Uh, but the reason I deleted it is because when you when you get down to brass tacks, like that is just a data farming operation, right? They're willing to give you something for free, because as that middleman that you attach your credit card to, that then you swipe at you know Walmart, White Castle, wherever, in order for them to give those points back to you or those that cash. You know, they, they're they just pure and simple harvesting data. That's all they're doing. And it's really, it's 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 kind of disrespectful. Um, it goes back to that old, you know, if something is free, you're the product. And there's so many of these banking things. And as I was looking at the fine print on this Venmo thing, I was just like, man, there, it's just, it's just like one middleman here and another middleman there. And it's just crazy. Um, and they're all just taking up another bite of data, another bite of data, uh, in order to in order to sell to you better. It's despicable. Anyways, my dog is well. Five percent off party sounds pretty good because their breakfast sandwiches are really tasty. <laughs> what is wrong with you? What is wrong with you? What were you gonna say, mom? What were you gonna say, mom? I said my dog is biting her fingernails, her toenails. Why? All nails. Why? Because I told her to, so I don't have to take her to get them cut. Oh. Oh. <laughs> um, I'm kind of glad that we don't, uh, that we're not allowed pets here because it's an easy answer to every time my kids want a dog. <laughs> Just no, not allowed. Don't have to worry about that. <laughs> Kind of a uh, slow week, uh, I guess, as far as the news is concerned. Somewhat, right? Uh, the old uh, the old windbag still has still has the flu. I guess uh, the CDC has has gone back on most of their recommendations or guidance for the flu. <laughs> um. Yeah, I don't know, but the most concerning thing is is uh, what what Matt and I talked about on the show with the uh, the IRS being apparently weaponized. I'm not sure. Man, 
I mean, that, that's just, that's really unbelievable. 87,000 new, new agents. And they want them all to be armed. Why does the tax man need to be armed? I'll tell you why. Waco. Ruby Ridge. <laughs> Get ready. Get out of the cities. Dump all your investments. <laughs> okay, no. No, no. <laughs> Dump all your investments. That's bad advice. No, it's not. No, it's not. Put them all into guns and ammunition, my friend. Because where we're going, dollar bills are not going to matter. You know, I don't think all the agents are going to be armed. You, I did a little research on that, and that apparently is for their, like, Criminal Enforcement Division. So. <laughs> yeah, which is going to be everybody. No, I don't think so. Well, I mean, you know, now that they don't want you to have over $600 in your PayPal account, I would bet a good portion of them are going to be a part of that. I mean, yeah, certainly not all. Um, yeah, I, I don't think they're all going to be armed to the teeth and willing to use deadly force. <laughs> but... uh it's definitely concerning. It's definitely concerning because, you know, I mean, all these other agencies, FBI, CIA, NSA, all this garbage, you know, they're all armed, DHS, all these guys. Um, And now it's like, oh, no, we got to weaponize. We have to arm and weaponize the IRS. <laughs> it's like the last one. Like, what? It, we're going to be buying sniper rifles for the EPA here before we know it. <laughs> It's of concern to any freedom-loving individual. That's all I'm saying. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Although I don't know if I there's a... your mom here to hear that little piece of foul language. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's intended to be humorous. As many things are. That's actually what I was doing because apparently now you can have more sound banks. <laughs> so I was thinking of what uh, drops to add now that I can have more. So I added, I did add a couple. I actually added. Why are you the way that you are? <laughs> and. <laughs> yeah, Matt's right when he says, I love my sound pads. I really do. Where is Matt? Did he get a job? Uh, not that I know of, at least, at least not as, um, uh, as recently as when we did the show. I don't know. Probably uh, go out and be a pirate. <laughs> Befriend your local warlord type of uh, <laughs> stuff. Now, he'll he'll be able to get something fairly easily if, if he really needs to with his, with his experience. Shouldn't be that much of an issue. I guess you could go back to Apple. <laughs> yeah, we both could. <laughs> Imagine that, dude. I, I don't know that I could take working in a, a like a public facing, especially like general public, like an Applebee's is, uh, or a drive through. I, I don't know if I could take it working directly interfacing with the public, man. Yikes. Because it's in, in, in like in the last two years, they've really, they've really gotten, you know, 
astronomically more stupid, <laughs> it seems like. <laughs> and I would have a difficult time keeping my mouth shut, I think. Luckily, I really ha rarely have to deal with customers in my business. And when I do, they're great customers. I was hoping some other people were going to jump on, but we did a uh, fairly large, um, a fairly long episode this week. That's for sure. Talked about a whole lot of stuff. It had been a while since we uh, since we'd been able to do one. <laughs> you mentioned uh, that in that episode, the uh, unreleased previous episode. I think Matt mentioned that there was some stuff about black sales that he talked about. I wonder if you might cut that out and make it like a inner circle segment I, release or something. I could release the whole thing to the inner circle. The inner circle is trusted. Um, I may, I may actually do that. I could still do that. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just a train wreck of an episode. We got, we got really stoned and we were both in really bad moods and it just it really wasn't great. I don't remember. I know he mentioned uh, on this past one that he talked about black sales, but I don't remember if that was on the recording or not. I don't know. I usually try and keep him from talking about stuff like that, obviously. So <laughs> now speaking of the inner circle, I was looking at this uh, thing that uh, Mrs. Rosendahl shared UC Berkeley off campus house bans white guests from common areas. <laughs> It quotes from the article, many POC members moved here to be able to avoid white violence and presence, so respect their decision of avoidance if you bring white guests. Guests are allowed in common spaces, but please be mindful if there are house members in the room beforehand. White guests are not allowed in common spaces. <laughs> that'll, get, that'll get sued. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. The delusion is very strong. And UC Berkeley, like, what court are they going to take it to? Because any court in California is probably going to be like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, those violent whites. <laughs> uh, got to keep them away from the, uh, away from the populace. Anyhow. I don't know. I'm over it. If they want to hate white people, that's fine. Whatever. I don't hate anybody. And we did quite a bit of Bible cast on last week's episode too or this past week rather lots of talking about demons as you do <laughs> let's see what else is in the inner circle oh that uh sam harris clip that um they played it on no agenda chris shared it in the in the in the inner circle where he says he literally doesn't care if uh Hunter Biden had like <laughs> the corpses of kids in his house. And he's like, he's like, it doesn't compare to the corruption of Trump. <laughs> and then, and then the, uh, the example he gives, <laughs> because it's like, okay, you know, we'll get, get, give me, give me some kind of example. The example he gives is Trump university. So in this, in this leftist atheist mind, what Trump did with Trump University and the scam that it was, and it was a scam, is 
is worse than the sitting president's son if he had the corpses of children in his basement. That's that's what this talking head thinks. Actually, I might play this clip since we didn't get the chance on the show. Hunter Biden, at that point, Hunter Biden literally could have had, had the corpses of children in his basement. I would not have cared, right? It's like, it's, there's nothing. First of all, it's Hunter Biden, right? It's not, it's like, I would not have cared. <laughs> I would not have cared. Corpses of children. Not Joe Biden, but even if Joe, like even the, whatever scope of Joe Biden's corruption is, like if you, if we could just go down that rabbit hole endlessly and, and understand that he's getting kickbacks from Hunter Biden's deals in Ukraine or wherever else, right? For China, it is infinitesimal compared to the corruption we know Trump is involved in. It's like it's like it's like a firefly to the sun, right? I mean, like there's just it doesn't even it doesn't even stack up against Trump University, right? Trump University as a story. You heard it here first. The scope of Joe Biden's corruption with his son, with China, with the Ukraine, and so on doesn't compare <laughs> to Trump University. <laughs> oh, God. Like, at that point, if you're going to say that, at least say, you know, some of the other, like, horrible things he's been accused of, supposedly rape and all this other stuff. Like, you know, okay, if you want to make an argument, it doesn't compare. Well, perhaps. But Trump University, of all the things, <laughs> finish this out, is worse than anything that could be in, in Hunter Biden's laptop in my view, right? Now, that's not that right there because he just said the scope of Joe Biden's corruption, Trump University is worse than anything that's on Hunter Biden's laptop. Now, dear listener, I've never been to Trump University. Based on what I've heard, I can't recommend it. But I have seen plenty of things that are on Hunter Biden's laptop. <laughs> You get where I'm going with this? Like, this does not compute easily uh, the things on Hunter Biden's laptop eclipse by leaps and bounds the corruption of not Trump himself, because I have, I have plenty to put under that umbrella when it comes to that guy, but definitely eclipses the corruption involved in Trump University, for Pete's sake. People who say it's still completely unfair to not have looked at the laptop in a timely way and to have shut down the, you know, the New York Post's Twitter account like that. That's a, just a conspiracy. That's a left wing conspiracy to deny the presidency to Donald Trump. Absolutely. It was absolutely right. But I think it was warranted. Right. And I'm it was warranted. And I do love that. That's where the clip ends. Like this idea that it's warranted because this goes back to just like the clip I shared to JCD in the, in the channel today, you know, the, the Marxist idea, the Marxist ideology of the end justifies the means, right? And so, you know, the fact that there was all this corruption trying to keep Trump from, from being president, and I, I, I don't care one way or the other, listeners of this program know that. But this idea that, oh, well, it's warranted because I don't like him. Because the end goal of keeping him from being president by any means necessary, legal and otherwise, is a Marxist, it's a Marxist tenet that the end justifies the means. And I think I would even go so far as to say in terms of 
the Bolshevik revolution that we <laughs> seem to find ourselves in. This is exactly why there were no qualms, not only about doing it, stealing the election, the 2020 uh, election, via mail-in ballots and ballot stuffing, and that's not even to get into, you know, all the stuff in, in D'Souza's film, 20,000 Mules, I think it's called, you know, and all the software stuff and Dominion and all, all, this, all this super shady stuff about the elections. But when it comes to a Marxist, a Bolshevik, <laughs> they have no qualms about lying directly to your face about who legitimately won the election and, and perpetrating that lie to the point where we'll even go on with the charade of January 6th. Right, and continue to talk about it and put these hearings up and end up throwing these guys in jail uh, who ultimately did very, very little wrong, if anything, certainly not jail-worthy, um, all in order to facilitate this lie and this idea that it's Trump. And again, I have, I have tons and tons of issues with the man, both on pop policy and morally and, and, all, and all that stuff. So don't don't misunderstand this dialogue or this monologue rather um as support for Trump because it's most certainly not but it's just interesting to point out that 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 Marxist coup that we're in the middle of um you know even going like I said going back to the 2020 election they have absolutely no qualms because the end justifies the means so if you have to stuff a bunch of this is how they look at it if you have to stuff a bunch of ballot boxes and rig a bunch of machines, and pay off a bunch of counters, and and quit counting at certain times, and shovel you know more in after after those times, and all all this nonsense that we saw. If you have to do that in order to beat the perceived evil that Donald Trump is to these people, then that's okay. That's absolutely okay, because that end goal of defeating Donald Trump, for whatever reason, uh, is justified. And, and all the means, therefore, are absolved within the mind of the Marxist because he just wants to reach his end goal. So, anyways, The Naked Communist by W. Cleon Skousen, I believe. Don't quote me on the, on the author. But it's a book that I read many years ago. Um, many people that I know have read it, but... If you're looking for a book about the mind of a communist, uh, The Naked Communist is a fantastic one to read. And it goes over this idea of the end justifying the means in depth, if I recall. It's probably been over a decade since I read it, but well worth a read. Because the Bolshevik Revolution and the color revolution, like this, that is what we're in the middle of here. So... And they have to keep power and grab power by any means necessary. And I do think, <laughs> just like the last one, you know, watch watch Europa, uh, the last battle, just like the last one, they intend to starve hundreds of millions of people. Hundreds of millions of people. Again, going back to this idea of if you have to do that in order to facilitate your new world order, your communist utopia, your pie in the sky, Marxist bullshit, which is what it is. <laughs> um, 
then that's justified. That's justified. And that's, that's what I've always said is, is the issue with communism, because it's this idea that, oh, you know, the, the, uh, the means of production must be seized by the people. But the problem is, you know, when you do away with the idea of private property, and again, you know, like the poster boy, WEF, you'll own nothing and be happy. This is how 2030 could look if you all, you know, jerk off with us to our, our Marxist utopia. And it's like, yeah, but here's the problem, Captain Marxist. <laughs> no matter how altruistic your goals might be, because they, they truly, you know, they think that they're going to end world hunger when they do this. They think that they're going to have world peace when they do this, you know, because nobody will own any property. So therefore nothing to fight over, you know, two, what is it? To each according to his need from each, according to his ability, you know, like this, this pie in the sky, uh, classless, genderless, uh, uh, society that they want to create. Right. That's why we hear these things that are Marxist tenets in and of it. And, and it's the same problem as it was with communism in, in the uh, Soviet union right? Or communism in Cuba or communism in Venezuela. This idea of seizing the, seizing the means of production is fanciful and laughable because people want their private property. Private property is, is I believe, a biblical tenet, and that's where it comes from. But even, even aside from religion or the religious aspect or the Christian aspect, you, in order, in order to pull off this, this grand idea, you have to seize all of the private property. And that is where the hundreds of millions of deaths, every time this has been attempted, that's where it comes in. It's when you go from, okay, we've put in all the policies that we possibly can for our Marxist utopia, but there are these, these other big steps, private property being, you know, namely uh, one of them, that we have to do in order to, to fully achieve it, fully have the world peace and the climate in order and all, all this nonsense. And that's where the hundreds of millions of people always die because people are like, no, no, I'm not down with that. And so then it's wars and coups and uh, mass starvation and attacks on food supply chains and things of that nature. So make no mistake. Whatever you think of the world right now and where it's at and what you have or have not in the country uh, that you're listening to this in, make no mistake, there are people at the top, nationally and internationally, for every major country, right, who believe these ideals, who are godless, I would even go so far as to say soulless, perhaps in some cases, because they've already, they've already signed it away. Um, people at the top of these institutions, both nationally and internationally, and, and, you know, in the corporate and the private sector, who truly do believe these things. They believe that they can have world peace and that they can solve world hunger and that we can alleviate, you know, this, this, climate burden and all this stuff. And they believe that it is achievable through uh, a Marxist revolution, a Marxist revolution. And, in, and those that have done their, their study 
and their reading on these different things throughout history, will know and remember and well remember that this is predicated on convincing enough morons that it will work. And I, I don't say that likely because that's what these people are. The people that swallow this mindset, the people that believe, you know, that Elon is being altruistic when he says we need to have a carbon tax and, you know, universal basic income is probably going to be a reality, right? So these people that believe these things, they are willing to uh, go to any length necessary because, again, they've crafted for themselves a world where sin doesn't exist, right? Where they won't be punished for any of this because of the end goal. As long as it's done in the name of the end goal, well, then by God, I didn't do anything wrong every step of the way uh, in order to achieve that goal. And make no mistake, again, that's what the people at the top of these, these institutions and these countries, uh, and these, these systems of government, both nationally and internationally, that is what they are about. And they will have absolutely no problem <laughs> taking away your food supply and taking away your means to earn a living and taking away your land and all of these kinds of things in order to achieve these goals. They have absolutely no problem doing that. And so at the end of the day, independent of discussions about the Antichrist and, and whatever else might be around the corner, <laughs> so to speak, independent of all those, you need to realize that the people at the top, due to, and you, you know, due to our voting, due to you know, bloodlines, the Illuminati, the Jews, whatever you want to call it, right? The people at the top of this system, this earthly, this earthly system that is set up here in the physical realm, they believe these things, and they will go to any length uh, in, order, in order to accomplish their, their stated goals. And that, that is kind of the nice thing about, uh, you know, credit where credit is due. That is the kind of nice thing about Marxists. They're, they're not shy about their goals. <laughs> you know, like everyone, everyone flipping out when the, the WEF says, well, in 2030, you'll own nothing and you'll be happy. You know, and there's lots of like boomer rage about that, like as well there should be, but it's like no, no, no. You, you just need to realize they're telling you what their plan is. They're making it abundantly clear, um, the world that they see in the future, that they are willing, as as we've discussed, we have to remember these people are godless, soulless, moralless, centerless individuals, right? who have no problem doing whatever it takes to achieve those goals. And so when they tell you a goal like, hey, by 2030, you won't, you're not going to own anything, like, that, that, is a, that is precisely what they intend to do, without a doubt. So, I think a 20-minute rant on Marxism. <laughs> Somebody stop me, jeez. I listened to, uh, speaking of rants, randomly just because you know he's been he's been in my thoughts and prayers <laughs> uh i pulled up the the alex jones show because 
and I, I'm guessing it's publicly available or, you know, free. I don't know if it's on, if it goes on like his Infowars or, or Bandot video or whatever, whatever it is that he's running. And I don't really care. And I don't really like Alex Jones. Uh, but I pulled up his show the other day just to listen and man, they still take phone calls. Um, like just good classic AM radio, man. It felt good. It was, it was very, it was very nostalgic to listen to that. It reminded me of Rush. I mean, I guess there's still people. Is there still conservative talk radio out there? Are people still, or is it like all podcast and, you know, rumble? <laughs> Anyhow, well, for the rest of this episode, I'm going to do a very special reading of Industrial Society and Its Future. <laughs> Great book. Everybody should read it. Well, I was hoping Matt would jump on. But who knows what he's doing? He's probably too wrapped up in Harry Potter. <laughs> well, somebody's a listener. I, uh, yeah, man, I couldn't believe, I couldn't believe that. He's like, I'm watching Harry Potter. I'm like, oh, how the mighty have fallen. <laughs> it was Lord of the Rings or Jurassic Park or Star Wars. I could understand. I couldn't, but, uh. You know, to each to each his own. Um, somebody, uh, I I joined another group chat because why not? Why you know why not join another group chat? Uh, on Telegram this week, <laughs> called "Make Chickens Great Again," <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it just it just really amused me, like the title, <laughs> and. It was funny because I could tell it was a new group because at the rate that people were joining after it got shared in this channel that I follow. And one of the people, <laughs> he just said, he comes out and he goes, uh, he goes, so what kind of guns do you, do you all have and where do you store them? <laughs> and I was like, there will be no fed posting in here. Come on, man. Like the first day the group's been public <laughs> asking about guns. Come on, man. Uh, and let that be a lesson to anyone listening that, um, yeah, don't tell anybody, about, especially not online, especially not online. Oh, my goodness. Because they're all feds, man. I get sometimes, sometimes it's two to three messages a day uh, on Telegram. People adding you up. Oh, hey. Instant block. Because they're all feds. They're all feds. The FBI, the ATF, the CIA, all the alphabet boys are everywhere online in abundance. And I guess I can wrap it up on this point, but, you know, I, I just see if, if you look at the shootings uh, that have happened and the regularity with, with, it, with, with which they've happened um, and the timing of them. Two years, not a single shooting, and supposedly we had the most hateful and divisive president ever. And two two years, nobody nobody shoots anything. And then Joe Biden gets in, and we get plenty of them. That's all I'm saying. But I I have no doubt, and especially I think it was the most recent one, um, or the most recent publicized one in Uvalde. You know, the guy was the guy was like, you know, the and of course the, the mainstream media it's just oh he was a 4chan user. And it's like, well, there are a lot of 4chan users, for one. <laughs> for another, 
there there are feds all over uh 4chan that are doing the same thing they slide into these threads and it's like hey join up our discord bro join up our discord and i think again if i'm not mistaken it was the most recent one you know it was found out that the guy was on discord and basically being coached and somebody put all the screenshots out there um you know basically being coached to pull this thing off um via an anonymous user on discord and you can't convince me for one one second that that's not the fbi or i mean i guess not to go super conspiratorial if you the only other explanation i could see is marxist marxist operatives uh who are in favor of the whole coup who are in favor of the whole you know down with private property down with individualism down with straights you know like all that kind of stuff I could see them coaching somebody into doing a shooting based on that exact mindset that the end goal of establishing the society that they want justifies what they would consider to be legitimate means um, by causing this violence and chaos that comes from these shootings in order to achieve their goals. Because the guns is a big one. Like they know when push comes to shove and it comes to communism over here, there's going to be a lot of people who, who would rather shoot back and maybe die in the process, <laughs> then go down that road. And so, yeah, I think it's possible that they, it's a goal that is, like I said, justifies the means for the Marxist. Justifies anything necessary in order to achieve that goal. So, this has been your friendly neighborhood communist warning. Well, if nobody has anything else, now yeah, William wants to speak. Hey, William, you should be on. What's on your mind? Hi, I just was curious to um, why you think that uh, black. You're not dealing with any of that bullshit. <laughs> Pretty simple. Pretty simple. Well, thanks for listening, everybody out there in Audio Land. Please clap. Whatever you say, liberal. Okay, okay, liberal, yeah, live, whatever you say, liberal, okay, okay, liberal, yeah, live, whatever you say, liberal, okay, okay, liberal. Good classic AM radio. This has been a production of Tripod Broadcasting.